welcome to the Take Your Apprenticeship podcast. The Take Your Place team is made up of five universities and nine further education colleges from across the east of England. We are an impartial project dedicated to giving you the information you need, regardless of where you're applying to study. Since 2017, we have worked with over 30,000 students from 100 different schools, colleges and sick forms, helping them to explore their options and discover their potential. Now, we hope to help you too. In this podcast series, we will explore all aspects of finding, applying for and succeeding in an apprenticeship. Through talking to experts and current apprentices from a variety of industries, we will help you explore your future apprenticeship options. Hi, I'm Rupert and I work as a higher education champion for the University of East Anglia. In this episode, I talk to Ray, who is currently undertaking an apprentice nursing degree at the West Suffolk Hospital. Ray talks about how working in A&E from the age of 19 has given her experience of working within a hospital and how this inspired her to become a registered nurse. She also touches on how she juggles her full-time job with her studies for her course. I'm joined today by Ray, who is a qualified assistant practitioner, currently undertaking an adult apprentice nursing degree at the West Suffolk Hospital. Thank you for joining me today, Ray. Could you start by telling me how the apprenticeship works in relation to you? Thank you for having me on. As you just mentioned, I am currently employed full time at West Suffolk Hospital in Bury St Edmunds. I'm 25 years old and worked in A&E now for seven years. And my current job title is an assistant practitioner. I'm currently undertaking a two year apprenticeship, which will enable me to become a qualified adult nurse. How this works for me is A&E is my base ward. Um, I am allocated two 12-hour shifts there a week, which can range from days and nights. I then spend 15 hours a week on a placement ward, which gets allocated to us every three to four months. Currently, I'm on an acute medical ward. And basically, how that works is we are given a mentor that we get to shadow on those shifts. So we are classed as supernumerary when we are on placement. So it's totally different to our base ward. So we get to learn different types of nursing, which is brilliant. So we are able to gain different skills such as medication management, holistic care and how we manage patients in a nursing setting, which is quite different to my role in a and I'm very nearly finishing my apprenticeship, which is brilliant, not long left. Uh, qualify January, February time as of next year. So it has been quite a long journey. I'm very excited to finish. Finally, just to explain, twice a month, we attend University for Lecturers, which is at the University of Suffolk in Ipswich. The week that we go to university, we then don't attend our placement that week. So hopefully that makes sense. But unfortunately, due to the current circumstances, it is all online, but it's actually worked quite well for us. As well as doing your apprenticeship, you also work as an assistant practitioner in A&E. Could you tell us about what types of things you get up to in a typical week? Sure. So within A&E, we do have different areas of the department where you can get allocated each shift. So these include majors, minors, triage. We have a rapid assessment unit, which is where we take missions from the ambulance service. And we also have our resus unit. So depending on which shift you get allocated can depend on where you're working, which is what I love about A&E. There is always so much variety and you can guarantee each shift is never the same. As an assistant practitioner, 
I do work very much alongside the healthcare assistants within the A&E department. So my responsibilities are very similar to those. So my main job is to maintain effective care that we provide to our patients. So ensuring their needs are met. This includes personal care, especially in the A&E department. It's uh, regular monitoring. So we have to keep an eye on their blood pressure, pulse, temperature, respiratory rate. So we take their observations every hour, which can be quite demanding when you're busy also within my competency I can perform ECGs I can do cannulation take bloods I can plaster any broken bones perform wound care to minor injuries such as skin tear sometimes depending on the busyness of the department I am asked to assist in resus with any emergency patients which are usually pre-alerted to us by the paramedic My role with this is usually cannulation to try and assist the nurse to get things done quickly for that patient. And I'm sure, as you can imagine, it is very demanding. So it can be quite time critical. So you do have to be quite versatile. Great. Let's go back a little bit. Could you tell us about how you first became interested in doing an apprenticeship? What was your route from GCSEs through to your position now? So when I was at school in year 11, we was allowed to pick four GCSE subjects, but they also offered an alternative where you could pick a college course in return for two GCSE subjects. So I opted for this option and picked health and social care at a BTEC level. So fortunately for me, when I did finish school, I was able to apply straight for a level three BTEC in health and social care at West Suffolk College. So during the course I was at West Suffolk College for, we were given work experience placements. So I was allowed to a dementia care home so I gained a bit of experience there and I really did enjoy it and it kind of confirmed my thoughts into what I wanted to do for a career. So once I finished college I started doing home care so I was around people's houses doing panel care and meal preparations for people that were unable. However I was quite young um, they couldn't offer me as many hours as I would have liked and I was only 18 so I spoke with a friend that I went to college with. She worked at West Suffolk Hospital and she recommended a job there. So I applied for a nursing assistant job and I was successful. So I started on the acute medical ward at 18, which funnily, I'm there on placement as a student now, eight years later. It's quite funny to see some old faces that are still there. But yes, so after a year working on that ward, I decided to have a change and applied for a job as a nursing assistant in A&E. And I got the job. I was there for about a year. And then I went for a promotion to a band three nursing assistant. It's very similar, but you're just able to enhance your skills. So this is where I got my cannulation, my vena puncture skills from my promotion. I've been there ever since. When I was 20, I applied for a foundation degree to do what I'm doing now. Unfortunately, I wasn't successful the first time, but I managed to get successful the next time. So I'm now a band four. Brilliant. Thank you. Again, you've had so much experience coming from GCSE up through and working in A&E. Yeah, it's kind of all I've ever known, really. (laughs) Can I ask a question as a non-medic? What's cannulation? So cannulation is where you put a needle into someone's arm and then it leaves a plastic tube in their arm. Okay. It's IV access. That's an easier way to explain it. And it enables doctors to prescribe any IV medications. And that's how we access through the vein. Wow. Thank you very much.
Through this series, we keep hearing about the importance of doing work experience. What type of experience did you have in hospitals before you applied for your degree apprenticeship? I gained experience on my work placement when I was at college, so when I was on the dementia unit. I was quite young, so it was brilliant. It was very eye-opening to see how healthcare works and how challenging it can be. The hours are long, it's tiring and can be very demanding. And then obviously when I got my job as a nursing assistant at the hospital, that's where I gained the majority of my experience. It's very hands-on and it's quite amazing as a nursing assistant how much you do learn without even realising. So the terminology of words, the background into why you're doing what you're doing for that patient, you kind of do it, but then you learn why you're doing it. It is brilliant experience because you're always around the nurses and doctors to gain that knowledge. Brilliant, thank you. When you started applying for this apprenticeship, where did you look to find vacancies and how did you find the actual application process? So just to explain a little bit about the journey I have taken, I actually applied for the foundation degree first, which was advertised for our hospital communication sheet, which is an online information sheet that goes on every week. As I said earlier, I wasn't successful the first time, which was a shame. But in hindsight, I was quite young. It made me really want it more, which was good because I was successful the next time. The foundation degree worked by me working full time in A&E. And I had every Monday off to complete the degree in my own time. We had lessons once a week that gave us the knowledge to complete the essays and exams that we had to sit for that. And that was two years. So once I qualified with that in 2018, I then applied for the two-year apprenticeship. Now, it's called a top-up for me because I qualified as a band for assistant practitioner through doing the foundation degree. I applied for the two-year apprenticeship through paper application at West Suffolk Hospital and I also had to complete an online application for the University of Suffolk. So once you are successful in the first part of your application, then you are invited to an interview. How did that process work? And do you have any top tips for someone going for an interview at the NHS? Because I am an apprenticeship under the trust I work at, I had to have two interviews. One was with the clinical department team at West Suffolk Hospital. And I had to have a group interview at the actual university in Ipswich, which was a whole day process for us. So there was a lot of sitting around, but for the right reasons. And we also had to do a maths and English test while we were there. Luckily, I achieved a grade C at GCSE level. So I I didn't have to resit those. My advice to people going for an apprenticeship is be prepared. Know what you're applying for, especially in the area that you are applying for. It is such a competitive process, so you do have to stand out. I get really nervous for interviews, so what i done for mine was made some little notes on a notepad, some little reminders, just what I knew they were going to ask me, why I wanted to go for it, why I wanted to go into nursing. So I wrote those down in a little notebook and I took it with me. And when I turned up to the interview, I asked to have it. And they were really shocked that I'd, I'd prepared this notebook. So that I feel like that's quite a good top tip. It shows dedication, I thought. And I also took a folder of my qualifications and any thank you letters or feedback I'd gained from my job. That's some really good advice that I would agree. I used to be a teacher and I found that was really useful in interviews, having something to take along. So either a card from a class or a nice lesson observation. I think it's a really nice thing to help you calm down. Yeah, you can take a notebook and people like get nervous for that, don't they? I do feel having just that little reminder there to know what question or what you want to get 
over about yourself it just gives you a little nudge definitely and also like you said in most interviews you know what the questions will be so have a good answer ready as to why you want to apply for something and some examples of different skills you've got a huge benefit of doing an apprenticeship is that you get to earn a salary as you train. How have you found this? Yeah, absolutely. It is very welcoming. Um, I do believe the apprenticeship is a fantastic route into nursing, especially with the financial benefit. The shifts are long and as much as we love our job and we are there to care for our patients, it is nice to reap the benefit of having a wage to enjoy your days off. So yeah, it is very rewarding and a very motivating factor. In terms of your placement, how is your time split between studying at university and being on placement? As I explained earlier, we attend uni twice a month and this is taught lectures in the university hall. We are expected to carry out virtual learning each week. It's called VLE. This provides us with online content and it's very much in relation to the modules that we're currently undertaking. It is our own responsibility to ensure we are up to date with this and as the apprenticeship is very adult based so you do have to be quite self-motivated and you do have to learn the content because sometimes you can turn up for a lecture and they'll check that you that you have access to the content there we also have to do any exam preparation or essays in our own time so yeah you do have to be very self-motivated to get it done. It sounds like the expectations are that you are a university student and you do the reading and you get prepared for any sessions. Absolutely. And I do feel because it is adult learning, you get the results from the work you put in for sure. As someone who's never worked in a hospital, I can imagine that it can be very stressful at times. What kind of support do you have to help you? Yeah, it can be very stressful. I do feel while support is endless, personally, I have a lot of support from my colleagues in A&E. Obviously, I've been there a long time so I've, I've got friendship groups there we also get support from my colleagues that are doing the apprentice program so that's really good as well we also have access support from our clinical practice facilitators they're always only an email or phone call away which is really nice they're very helpful with anything that we've got I know I'm always bombarding them with emails as well as that we have mentors from our allocated placements so we do work quite closely with them when we are on placement so they're always on hand if you've got any queries. With regards to academic support we've got the university tutors they're always on hand at the moment it's tutorials via a zoom call due to covid but that's very easily organised as well. And I do believe at the university there are personal support teams there available if you need to access them as well. You mentioned COVID. How has the last few months been for you in terms of your experiences in hospital? It's been a massive change in practice, as you can imagine. Just even miniature things like wearing PPE, we're not used to. It's quite difficult with patients that have got hearing disabilities or cognitive abilities. Trying to communicate with them is an added barrier. Additionally to that, practice has just completely changed. It's got busier due to COVID. So it, it's, got, it's getting better. It was very challenging at the start. I had to move out of my family home because of my vulnerable granddad, bless him. So I had to move out, which was challenging. Our university course also got paused. West Suffolk Hospital took the decision to pause our course because they felt that our academic needs were not going to be met because of the demand in practice. I don't think it set us at all. The university and West Suffolk Hospital have worked really hard to try and get us back on track as quickly as possible. With regards to support, it's been amazing. 
everyone's being so helpful and just trying to make the experience as, as pleasant as it can be. Those friendship groups must be really important there and that support at work. Yeah, I had an ITU placement literally in the mid of COVID when we was allowed to go back to placement. They put us on a block so to prevent any cross-contamination because obviously in A&E, then going to ITU to prevent cross-contamination, we was set on a block placement. Every morning in handover, there was a team that came, a staff welfare team that arrived every morning and was so kind. They offered anyone a coffee, cup of tea, and you was allowed to actually take time out of work to go and have a chat with them if there was anything that you needed to address from working in that condition which it's been brilliant and West Suffolk has been so supportive our car parking charges were dropped and we've had unlimited coffee machines bought in unlimited food available on a night shift all free of charge I know they're only little things but they mean the most Thank you so much for joining me today, Ray. What are some of the best things that you've had the chance to do or learn through your apprenticeship? The learning is endless. And I have been told by many of my colleagues that you do never stop learning in nursing. So I'm prepared for that. One thing that does stand out to me throughout the whole apprenticeship course is, as I've mentioned, I have worked in E for a long time. So it's been so brilliant to get out of that environment and experience other ways of nursing work. I had a community placement, which enabled me to learn a variety of skills there that I wouldn't have been able to have gained from A&E, such as complex wound care and managing the patient's condition within their home environment. It's amazing to see how they work with no equipment, no medical equipment there to assist in an emergency, for example, because it does happen, unfortunately. I've also been extremely lucky to have a placement on the intensive care unit. So gaining knowledge there and experience on things such as intubation of patients. I was very fortunate to practice on a mannequin they had on a study hour that we were given. And it just makes you realise how amazing our anaesthetists are at doing this to a real person. So I learned all different machinery there, how it works, things like dialysis machine for people with kidney problems problems and just how to care for a complex patient, things that I would never have got the experience to do in A&E. So it's been a massive, fantastic opportunity for my own personal and professional development to allow a diverse relationship to build across the trust as well. I've made lots of nice working friendships from going around different wards throughout the hospital and just bumping into different people in the canteen and saying hello. It's really nice. That's great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to our future podcasts at soundcloud.com slash takeyourplace or on your favourite podcasting app. You can also find us on Instagram where we are at takeyourplace underscore HE, on Twitter at takeyourplacehe and on Facebook at facebook.com slash takeyourplacehe. You can also email us with any questions, requests or just to let us know what you think on info at takeyourplace.ac.uk.